yo, yo, palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. All right. <laughs> you good? You you warmed up? I'm warmed up. Yo, he's ready to perform at the Super Bowl. Man. <laughs> next year, next year, you gotta plug him in. All right, let's get it. What up, everybody? This is the No Politics Podcast. As always, I'm your boy Faking No Moves. I'm your boy Eric B N Y C. Working genius. I know y'all niggas saw that. <laughs> Wait. Scratch that. Hold up. Bring it back. <laughs> Did you learn nothing from last week? I know y'all saw that last episode. I'm talking to the people out there. Nah, nah, nah. nah what up, everybody? This is your boy, Faking No Moves. <laughs> bro, Too you late. guys gonna take it back all the way from the fucking top, bro. I, I know. Don't worry. I'll make it much easier for you. Starting now. Run it up like Forrest Gump, mix with Hussein Bolt But you never really made it back, you kept paving waves When I spin the globe, I'm connected across the map I'm a walking business brand, I'm a mogul with LLC What you telling me? What up everybody, this is the No Politics Podcast 100% unfiltered, if it's worth talking about it, we talking about it I'm your boy Faking No Moves I'm your boy Eric BNYC Working genius. We in this building. Yes, As sir. Always, the weekly service. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, where are we going to start off? I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> we had a conversation uh, as soon as the Netflix uh, documentary, the much anticipated genius documentary, Kanye West basically telling his story from the very beginning. Uh, so we kind of had a discussion, was it, I would say beginning of the week, right? When this thing was dropping and I was like, I think I'm the one that saw it first, if I'm not mistaken. When it dropped. Yes. Yeah. So, um, it's been one of the most anticipated documentaries for a couple months now. Like what, what, what I want to say, like around the summer or what was it around when Donda dropped that they started teasing it? Yeah, yeah, I think they had like a mini trailer, right? Like, uh, or Netflix or something that was floating around. But I, yeah. but even before that, you can honestly say for years, like people knew that there was tons of footage that existed from you know the period of uh, when Kanye was just an up and coming producer who was actually in the process of recording what ended up being the college dropout and stuff. So like, this has been bubbling for a long time. This is like twenty years of footage. Um, What's his man? Uh, Cootie, Cootie uh, from Chicago, also basically, you MVP. know, MVP. Shout out to him. Man. Has like unbelievable Woo. footage, you know, and yeah. stuff. Like to me, like, um, I got halfway through, and I like, I sent a voice chat, a uh, voice memo to the chat, and I was like, "Yo, like, we got to talk about this on the podcast, like, because this is incredible so far." Yeah. So like, um. What are you guys' reactions, like first reactions on it after after seeing it? It was an hour and a half episode, I believe, right? Hour and a half. Yeah. Um, I wish it was longer, even Word. though they are more parts. Yeah, it's yeah. parts. But um man, it was legendary. I'm like, yo, Cootie really recorded this stuff and captured a time that was so important because for me personally, how I connect with Kanye, 
I remember back in 2004, before the college dropout was dropping, he had Through the Wire out. Like, that was probably the first thing I heard of him rapping, and I was instantly a fan. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of just felt like watching that. It reminded me of 2004 and thinking, like, damn, I was a young kid in New York City, and, like, I didn't even know Kanye was out there grinding, doing what he got to do to get this this uh record deal and i'm a young kid that like is is looking to him and was inspired by him you know what i'm saying as soon as like the first time i heard him i also remember the first time i saw his name though he was on a rockefeller flyer that i got at the puerto rican day parade and it's funny because yeah because imagine if you still had that with the way like i still had that bro. it had mop on it it had everybody on it Everybody. It was the whole Rockefeller um, roster. And if one day I get to maybe bring it up to someone in Rockefeller, maybe they could confirm it. But, bro, it was fire. I, I, that was one of my main collection pieces I had. But as I got older, things like that, I didn't know they were going to be, like, vintage Collected shit, items, you know, yeah. or collector's item. But anyway, it brought me back to that, like, that time with this of discovering Kanye and falling in love with his music. And I couldn't believe that this was his grind, and they documented it. Felt like a movie. Yeah, it was incredible. Incredible. I mean, man, I, I got actually a lot of thoughts, and I was, like, jotting things down as I was watching it. Like, man, this is mm. a good talking point, stuff like that. I don't really know where to start, so I'm just not going to. I'm just going to see where the flow of the conversation naturally takes us. But it's it's crazy because we, we just came off last week's episode where we were kind of – you know, talking about how Kanye handles the Kim and the North situation. And you was saying, Aaron, how you was riding for Kanye. And me and Eric were more on, like, Kim's side of the situation. And, like, just to be clear, like, that don't mean, like, I dislike Kanye at all. Like, I think it's really hard. Like, it's funny with Kanye because there's moments where you're like, oh, my God, Kanye, like, what are you doing? And then like, there's moments. Like the last two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> no, then, the last two weeks, I've, 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 I'm fucking with Kanye. I love it. Nah, I don't even care. I think but, you're, like, supporting someone but who's there's not. Been t- best believe when he did had that TMZ moment, um, stood next to Trump and all that, that did, that rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. There's I've never just not felt a way where I was disappointed in Kanye. He's not just perfect in my eyes or anything well, like yeah, that. Well, yeah, no, he's not. And, I don't, and yeah. I don't expect him to be, but... Uh, but I just I there's things he does that I disagree with, and yeah. last week and the last two weeks were some of those moments. But he, it's like at the same time, then we Man. watch something like this, and it's so easy to like root for him again. Or yeah, to like love I watch him this, again, and I know? even love him more that he said, "Don't nobody do nothing to skeet. I'm gonna handle it myself." You gotta love that. You gotta love that. Yo, he said, Kim scared somebody's gonna hurt skeet. Nobody do anything. That. I'm going to handle it myself. He tweeted that? He put that on Instagram. Kanye that's, to the, that's the Chicago Southside. Nah, but 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 to your point, Cesar, like, I would say like when I watched it, I felt the same thing. Like It kind of reminds you watching the documentary as you see him on his grind, trying to knock him down on these doors, trying to get his name out there. 
and trying to get heard, like going into the Rockefeller offices and playing all oh, falls down. So to watch too. And you're not getting any reaction. They weren't giving him no energy. Like no energy. Like he didn't Pick exist. Up the phone. Nobody was vibing. Like they Someone were come in and interrupt. They didn't right. even take him seriously. Basically, is the right. Right. You see Biggs laying there on the couch. I peeped that Biggs was laying yeah. on the couch. And you see that one thing that really struck me too. And I kind of really felt bad for him was the point where he's in Chicago for that conference. He ends up seeing one of the dudes who mentored him with no ID, Chicago, local Chicago producer. I forget the guy's name. Um, Long story short, um, he ended up being recorded on camera the the his mentor for the documentary that cootie was filming the whole time how nice or something his name was doug something yeah something and he goes and he he says all these nice things about kanye kanye is super talented he's one of the best from chicago blah 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 bigging him up and then the next thing you know kanye is sitting in his car in the back seat and this ain't doug infinite he ends up releasing the diss song about yay going at him for some double xl article that i guess that kanye insinuated was edited in a certain way to make it seem as though he wasn't bigging up the people who put him on or help you know teach him the ropes in the game and like i really like felt like damn yo like i can see you can actually trace back why he's become the person he's become today in many ways just by looking at that first it's crazy episode for me i was like that's all one day like happening yeah. right now on film and i felt like that was the day that changed his life in a way because then he went to his mom's crib and i and the one thing that stuck out to me that i said i definitely wanted to talk about was when his mom said a giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing how you could be grounded too. and still be in the, be sky. the sky oh my god God, like that's yeah. advice that to this day he could look at that and it could resonate with him and help him and keep him, you know what I'm saying? Focused if he ever needs it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that was has he has he lived in your estimation up by by yeah, up to it? I think he I think it's definitely strive to do that, but no one's perfect. I think I think the thing with Kanye is that more than anything, and this kind of goes back to why I value intent so much. I don't think his intent is necessarily negative. Like he doesn't come off as like a super negative intention person. I just think he can be very misguided and impulsive maybe at times even. 100%. And, but I think he has a good heart and that's why it's so easy to turn around and watch this and be like, damn, like, Kanye, like I think boy. he does like, have a good heart, and I think also one of his flaws is that his his um his communication skills are lacking. Mm-hmm. When he's trying to get a point across and a message across, it comes out very clumsy, um, oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Even and and also he has uh, an ego to him that can be off putting. So like Kanye will have a certain information or will have a certain idea. And he will scream it at the mountaintops. And if you are somebody who is not all the way on board, off the rip, or 100% receptive, 
he looks at you as like almost like an enemy or a hurdle to what he's trying to do. Like he's done it to his own people on his own label. Mm. Like the whole beef with Big Sean when he took shots of him on Drink Champs stemmed from the fact that he felt like Sean didn't support him enough when he ran for president. That was whack. Right? And he threw Sean on the bus and said it was the biggest mistake that his label ever made in signing him. Like, meanwhile, that dude helped co-wrote some of your biggest hits ever, right? You know, and, and that dude, despite all of the shit that you went through, was one of the most loyal soldiers you had. Also, the biggest artist that uh, good music has ever produced. So, I mean, that's just one instance in many that you can kind of trace back and highlight. But, like, with all that said, like... It kind of, I think this documentary is going to humanize him in a I way. I wrote that word down too. Yeah, yeah. It's going yeah. hum, to humanize Kanye in a way that he can't do on his own or that anybody else, no matter if you're Jay-Z, Beyonce, or anybody who speaks out on his behalf can do. This is going to show, this is showing him from the bottom from the very beginning and it's funny because if you look at him a lot of the things that we see in him today are evident back then he still has confidence you know like he's still self-assured like he believes that what he has to offer is something that you need in your life and the people need however he doesn't have the power he doesn't have the money he doesn't have the resources and by that it kind of keeps a checks and balance on how high you get. He has a humbleness to him that's not so evident nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought I it was agree. interesting. I thought it was interesting that like even back then, like his mom knew it. And his mom was like, like you you can come off arrogant sometimes. And I get it. Like you need to have some oomph to you. Like you need to have that. You need to believe in yourself to that level when you're trying to make it and be successful. But at the same time, like you can't see your reflection. You can't be a giant that sees your own reflection as in like, you can't buy into your own hype or like feed into your own ego, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's okay that other people see you as a giant, but just make sure you don't start to see yourself as a giant, stay on the ground kind of thing. And to other people, you'll always be in the air. Like, like, and I think, I think it's so interesting that she could see it and she kind of help to course, keep him there you son. know what i mean yeah like like so it's it, that natural you know your kid how you raising them and like, it's not like, easy to balance everything. i'm sure because you you probably begin to second guess so many things like i mean as humans right when we're doing something if if there's some pullback or drawback from someone that we you know that's close to us we might have that thought like damn is this person like just hating or is there some credence to it? And like, you know, like even having those thoughts, like it's gotta be so much more magnified when you're on an even bigger level, like on a higher level. So like, it, it can be tough to balance like the humility to be like, all right, let me listen to what this person's saying. And then the ego to be like, nah, I, I believe in myself to the point where I know what they're saying. Like I hear them, but they not wrong. They not right right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's gotta be a tough balance. And what was your takeaway, um, Aaron with, um just seeing his interaction with his mom and stuff like that. That shit was everything. That shit was amazing. I kind of like felt sad. Yeah, me I was too. like, damn, man, like he needs that. Like he needed 100%. that. Like that's that's what I kept thinking. Mom, and like everything that Cootie said, like how she had a way about her to make you feel welcome. Like I felt that through the camera. One one thousand percent. And. 
It said a lot here. to me when Cootie like, so. left that house and went to go see his family in Chicago and made sure to get some footage of that because of the way that Kanye's mother made him made feel, him the family vibe that she gave him. That shit said a lot to me, too. I was like, yo, that shit was such a real moment that even he had to go see his family and, and reconnect with that and, and ground himself because they're living so fast in New York chasing this dream. Right. You know, and that's why I say that's probably the day that changed Kanye's life because he went from all that chasing that to getting on um f- the the conference and then fucking his friend dissing him after he was just with him smiling in his face to then having to see his mom and be like, she's just like his mom. She gave mom vibes. She was like, he's like, did I tell you MTV? And she was like, oh, you said you were going to try. I didn't know. And like, they just, you know, um, catching up with each other and then his mom spit the rhyme she was like i walked through i love that too like, like she remembered that, his that shit rap. like you need to yeah, speak like, more about things like that and you know it's crazy she was his biggest fan yeah. that in him yeah. she was his biggest fan and she's and, probably the number one reason why kanye did records just like that she definitely is like yeah and, and like you i think you hit it on the on the head aaron because like um she is the one that nurtured that self-belief that he had in himself that allowed him to do all these amazing things to this day. Nobody could tell him nothing. When he calls himself the Walt Disney, you know, of this era, the Steve Jobs of this era, and 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 and, and, and sings these high praises of himself, like he gets that because his mom instilled in him from day one. A self-belief in his ability as a creative and just like as somebody who was special and ordained like to to do great things ordained, and yeah, yeah. and you know he that never left him even with his mom passing the other thing though is like what you said um cesar like you you noted the fact that she's somebody who mentioned that he had an ego she also spoke directly to him and you could tell it resonated in a way that somebody even as a close friend or another family member might not be able to get through to him because that was his mom. That was the person that was going to get to him. So like when people talk about Kanye and they talk about, he lost his way after his mom died or he hasn't been the same since his mom died. There is a lot, you can see why there's a lot of truth to that. Like, obviously we don't know him well enough to say if that's 100% the thing, but like we could take a really fucking good guess just by looking at that segment and those couple minutes that we've seen on screen, uh, how they're interacting, like it's pretty evident. Like he was, she was somebody who was like really, really that rock that he kind of, you know, leaned on and stuff. And we can all relate to that because we all have mothers, and I know we have close relationships with our mothers. So I, I can't, I, I can't even put myself in his shoes. God forbid. You know what I mean? Like. And then you got the world looking at you now. You've achieved that dream and you got everybody's eyes on you. How are you going to react from this? You know? Right. Can't wait to. Honestly, I hope there's like the same kind of raw footage for all these moments, even up to that. But the beautiful thing about what his mom, though, at least she got to see him experience the success. She died around like late registration time, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. 808's a heartbreak right before. After graduation, yeah, yeah. So it was in between. It graduation was graduation at eight oh eight. Yeah. The reason the reason I know she died around that time is because he 
he performed Hey Mama, I think, on one of the award shows and broke down crying in the middle of the performance. So she had just, it was around, it was in between the time of, of late registration I'm in uh in eight oh eights. And graduation then there's graduation the I mean no, no, no my bad. Graduation. Yeah, because yeah. graduation was the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Because um also Big Sean said Donda sent him his contract. And he and it and it's signed by her when he signed to good music. Yeah, she was at she 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 did administrative work for him. That stuff. was during like, the graduation helped. time though. Period. So he did Hey Mama when his mom passed away, just like in tribute to her. Tribute to her. Yeah, but it was it was during I think in between graduation and eight oh eights when she passed away. Wasn't Hey Mama on late registration? It was on late, but he always yeah, but she hadn't passed. Because remember, that was just a song. He put that song out and he showed footage that we're probably gonna see in the documentary of him singing it to his mom. When so maybe I'm getting the timelines fucked up, but yeah. I, I do remember distinctly seeing the performance. Oh, that was a legendary performance. We performed he, Hey Mama he and he broke soul down. into it, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I hope uh, that's got to be part of the documentary. Yo, that when he performs that song to this day, I can't really listen to that home song. I get terrified because I think about my mom, yeah. you know, and like I get like dead ass, like my hair starts standing up, like. It's hard for me to to listen oh, to that song the way through. Yeah, man. You know, like that's a fucking great record. Well, you know, it's funny because it's like I was talking with my with my brother Drew earlier, and he was saying like, "Yo, I'm bumping College Dropout right now." Like that's how it resonated him just watching that thing. And yeah, I, was I found College Dropout before. I exactly. Got I was I was finding myself working to get through the day, and I couldn't stop thinking about the documentary. I started. I bumped, playing, I bumped College Dropout. Even without the documentary. <laughs> yeah. Pat, was it Barry Horowitz? Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. Um, but nah, like, yeah, I was playing Last Call. Because I love that song. Not oh. only because of the rhyme and the beat, but what the way it breaks down that song at the end, the instrumentation, and then him telling the story that we're actually watching. Uh, Rockets Records, all in this that, series. dropped, and then last minute Dame Dash giving him the deal. I yeah, love that song. I, yeah, last call, man. Literally, yeah. part one of the documentary summed up last call, the song. 1,000%. 1,000%. Um, also, you just reminded me when Scarface is listening to Family Business. That's what I was bumping. Uh, I like how y'all just went through it. I was bumping. I was bumping Family Business. Uh, well, I was gonna ask y'all what's your, what's your f- me. I was over here bumping my head like I was in the studio with them. Like, yeah. What's your favorite part though? Cesar, have him oh, have him the respond. whole documentary. Yeah. What what was what was your favorite part? If you had to pick one, bro, I, I had your favorite so scene. One, I don't, I don't know if I could choose one. Um. I think I liked the part. I like two parts. There was okay. one part where he's talking about how Just Blaze is like his arch enemy, and he's like, "He's my arch enemy, but I'm he made he makes my beats better because he's here making three beats a day, and a lot of times the Chicago mentality, and I think we could all relate to. It, it's not like just Chicago, just, just Chicago, but." Yeah. He was like, we, you, you do a little work, and then you chill and you vibe and you talk about your past work, and I feel like we've all been there. Like yeah. that's a we, that's like a great that. scene. I like that part too. Yeah, yeah. and that's and and point. like 
I'm happy we doing this podcast because this, it's a sign of us. Like, you know, how long do we talk about making a podcast before we get on the podcast? Facts, you know what I right. mean? All so late to it. Yeah. That, that scene, that was a small scene, but I was like, uh, like I, I fucked with that. Um, I liked when he mentioned how I think uh, he had, he was doing like an interview, but he was in his car and he was like that he was broke and he had no money for a cab to like run over to like the to play beats for shine. Yeah, and so he just ran, and like that's how hungry he was. It was like twenty minutes mm. or some shit. He ain't had cab money. Fucking oh, great. That's a great moment. And then yeah. the last, the last thing I was gonna mention was uh, when he was upset that they only listed him in the commercial as Kanye. Yeah, and he was like, they might as well have put Ye. Oh, you you stealing it, all the good ones though. I was like, just gonna key, say my favorite parts aren't as good as his, so just, key, I'm gonna I go with his scared. favorite parts. <laughs> Facts. I, mean, I was scared y'all was gonna move off of it without me getting something out. <laughs> but um, he says that, and I think it's funny because obviously he recently changed his name to just Yay. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I was thinking that. Um, it's like that's basically his way of like taking that and flipping it because back then. He wanted it to be Kanye West because he needed to make sure people knew who he was, right? But and and otherwise people might not know who he is if it was just Ye. But now you you could be Ye and people still know who he is. I felt the same way when I was watching that, but also to add on to what you said, there's another part at the end, yep. When he's doing the MTV You Heard It First and he's having an interview and he says, I want to get to the point where I'm known by one name. Yep, it's, I'm trying to get to the point where I could drop the last name off my name as well. Exactly. Exactly. What about you, Aaron? All of it. The whole, all of it? The whole thing? My favorite part. Nah, but ultimately, what holds the heaviest um, weight is the scenes with his mom. 1,000%. Nothing yeah. bigger than that. Even when they're sitting on the porch and they're talking about him winning all the talent shows, like, oh my God. Fire. One of my favorite scenes. Honestly, and this might not hit anybody's radar, but the Scarface scene to me in the mm -hmm. studio when he's playing Family Business and he plays him Jesus Walks. Like, I don't know if y'all picked this up, but it appeared to me that Scarface was kind of dumbfounded and didn't really have bars for Jesus Walks. It's not that he didn't know how to attack it. He didn't know how to rap right. it. Because yep. when Kanye was like, you think you could do something for that? He was like, that's going to be hard. And then he was like, that's mm -hmm. hard. But really, he was trying to say like, that's you hard. Know, yeah. The song's hard, but it's going to be hard for me to write yeah. to this. I don't even right. know what to write to it. He right. didn't know how to yeah, get on Right. And then, and then he plays with Family Business. And what I love about it is that he gives them the ultimate cosign. Like, even though he didn't end up getting the feature from Scarface, Scarface was like, yo, like incredible. that's fucking incredible. And I love that he said that at the end when he was left the studio. He was like, Right. You know, it's like that was the takeaway for him. When I like, spit yeah. when I spit for him, he said, Incredible. Like I yeah. was like, oh, yeah. God, yeah. it just fed the confidence and, and like he was like, he knew he's on the right path. It gave him like yeah. that, you know, that that recognition. Yeah. And it's crazy how something so small like that, like it feels like man, he said one word. Oh, he said it was incredible. And, and but that's also, enough to keep driving you, you know. And, and Cootie yeah. even mentions it, like as he's narrating. Right. And right, and right. a few other things I saw, little things, was how much consequence and Ron Fest was around. I was being aware of that too because, you know, Kanye's known now that he has writers and he feeds off other 
talent and artists. But back then, you couldn't just come out as a new artist and be like, yeah, I'm writing my yeah, album with these normal. guys and these names. It was always rumors, I, I guess, for me as a kid, they were, oh, you know, consequences writing this and, and Rhyme Fest is right. And to see them around throughout that tour, it was like, okay, I mean, we know now what they did right and what they didn't. Like, Rhyme Fest was part of creating fucking Jesus Walks and all that, but it's just confirmation. So it's like, oh, shit, like, when I was a little kid, like, it confirms, like, you know, just a little well, kid. Also, like to Ye's credit, to hop on that point, like, in the documentary, they do show Kanye crediting Rhymefest and said that they created the Jesus Walk song together. They was like, yeah, he's he's one of the writers on the song, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you picked up on this, but I'm curious to find out, and I don't know what this is, but Rhymefest is shown recording a verse to Jesus Walks in in the film, and, and you also hear it. It starts it, the same way as the second verse. It Kanye. starts to say as the same way as Kanye's, but it but changes and it's different. Yeah, so, it which goes to show either one or two things happen. Either Ron Fest was initially going to be a featured artist on that song, or he laid a reference vocal that Kanye was going to listen back to, and then like, I'm going to pick and choose what I like, and I'm going to add my own twist on it, which probably is what ended up happening. But it's he was pretty open with it. Like, it's not as if he was kind of like hiding in the shadows like Drake oh. <laughs> or some other hip-hop artist. Like, he was like, all right, this is a collaborative process. Yeah. This is how I do music. I think I'm still nice. But, yeah, like, I also surround myself with dudes who are nice also. And yeah. sometimes we may collaborate on a song. Like, And I think before his, by the time his second album was coming out, even to me as a young kid, he was already fully embracing like, yeah, I work with other artists that are great too, like like you just alluded to. Right. But you also just tapped into a memory of mine of there was a show that showed classic um records, how they were created, and they touched on Jesus Walks. Did you see that? I think it might have been on BET before. Mm. And it said a lot to me. I remembered in that moment of when he got, because he was in Chicago, when he got back to New York, he, uh, no, to New Jersey in his apartment, he st- he went instantly back to that song to start working on that song. And it reminded me of the, the, the series I was talking about because they said that Rhyme Fest had the idea for that song like a year or, or something prior to Kanye start working on it and had brought it to Kanye and was like, yo, we should do this, redo this. And that, uh, gee, sus, box is like a classic old church song. Yeah, I think Ryan Fest brought him the sample. And he had brought the sample no. way before they started working on it. So Ryan Fest has always been a part of that idea. And the fact that Kanye's always been a real one and credit him on it and all that says a lot too, you know? But think about it also. He had All Falls Down, right, with the Lauren sample, not the Selena Johnson version that ended up being on the album because they couldn't clear Lauren. He had All Falls Down, he had two words with with most with deaf. freeway and most deaf. And he had Jesus walk. And that's what he was shopping as part of his demo. Like this is the album that he's working on and he was trying to get a deal and couldn't get a deal. Legendary at this point like, now. Crazy. When I heard them in 2004, I said these songs are classic. As a kid, I knew that these songs would play 
when I was uh, gonna be adult now now to now this day and they are, but that's just crazy. That's what you shop. You shopping around cl- real classics. And Anyone not who even, passed and on not that even was really stupid. It's yeah. crazy. That, that's another thing I wanted to mention is just just how much rejection we saw, and like how a lot of times he was in rooms with these very important people, you know, uh, rubbing elbows with very important people. And it feel, it felt like, man, his shit is like, he's real close and still rejection after rejection. Even when that one a really wanted him and was telling him like, yo, you different, you special, all that shit. Like even that fell through because the they couldn't convince ups. the higher ups. And it's just like, was it raucous records, Capitol yeah. records, like he could have been signed to either of them if the if the heads were to sign off on it, but like they couldn't get the heads to sign off because they didn't think he was gonna be a viable, yeah. uh, you know, person to make money for the label. Yeah, they they couldn't like shake their initial impression of. And him to as be a honest, producer. if you if you weren't Fifty Cent at that time, new artists really weren't breaking that year. Two thousand like after Fifty exploded in two thousand three. New artists really weren't breaking come 2004. Kanye broke, though. He was the only exception. But who else broke around the time Kanye broke that was new? Yeah, I love that I love that you brought up 50. I think that's a great um that's a great point that you're making because like you really feel like what you're watching in that documentary is not only it's not only Kanye's rise and evolution and and you're not only witnessing Kanye um you know reaching this pinnacle and stuff and getting the cosign that he needed in the platform he needed to you know get his music out to the masses you're also watching a change in hip-hop like you are seeing the seeds planted where it's going from it went from 50 cent the street records rough riders g-unit you know like that hard edge street stuff which was winning and dominating dipset Mm-hmm. It went from that to now you got a guy who is not a street dude. He's not a gangster rapper. Mentioning Dipset when he's in the office and they're playing Oh Boy and he's Yeah, like, he was rhyming to it. He wears the pink polos. Like he's in touch with his feelings. Like he talks about stuff that is not. He's taking his retainers out. Yo, that's another yeah, no, great no, thing. That was adorable. No, but I like how many times they showed it. That's a like humanizing of kind of thing. Like, it's like super. Shit is, shit is adorable. And then Scar- Scarface oh, calls him on it. Yeah, and he ignored it. <laughs> I mean, oh. it, it was probably like, like not rude, but like you, yeah, you can't but... just take your retainers out and put them on the table, though. Like, I would have been be like, a what more the fuck is that? Hygienic like... about it. And this but, wasn't just like, is that your retainer? He was like, yo, what, what the fuck is that right there? He, that's really what it, like, you can't blame him for that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I feel like if you've never seen retainers, you, you also But back to the top, the, the point of that 50 and the way and Kanye came through with the new, you can tell you was watching Kanye, the moment in the industry where shit was changing because Kanye got a record deal. It was it's, the shift. It's crazy. It's it was the, the it's shift. the shift. It's the it's the shift. Obviously, the next episode is going to show now the release of College Dropout and stuff like that. We we only got to the point with the first episode where he gets his chain. He gets he signs his deal with Rockefeller Records. Finally, they accept him, um, and they're in talks of you know releasing an album within the next year or so. 
And then it kind of ends there. So like the next episode, obviously, I'm pretty sure is going to cover the accident through the wire. Get to that and stuff like that. So it's like it's going to take his legend even higher now because like it's a weird thing. I don't know. I mean, you guys are younger, so I don't know. One how thing you... I didn't notice too, though, yeah. I don't know if y'all peeped when he was going to go see his mom. He had the Louis duffel with his stuff in the Louis. He was still <laughs> on. He was ready to get to that level. Like, yeah. it, it was. It was like, damn, Kanye all along was gonna be what he was yeah. gonna be, no matter what, you know. And what's cool about it too is like, unlike other documentaries, because of the way that Cootie shot it, and we should also mention. Um, it's Kude and Chike and Chike. Chike also helped direct the Through the Wire video. So they're a duo, right? But what's also something that we should know is the fact that, fuck, I lost my whole fucking train of thought. <laughs> I just, I, you just made me think that to big up the fact that he put his whole career on the line to well, even do this shit too. Is is that too like for him to have the foresight he to be a comedian and he was like yo this guy's special like you leave your job and your career in chicago or whatever your pursuits were and you drop it and you hit your wagon to this dude because you believe so much in his talent and what he had to offer like like for you to That's see incredible. that it's incredible yep. it's incredible and I think this was the perfect rollout for Kanye's new album that drops next week. I was week. curious about that. I'm like, it's funny. He's in the news a lot, right? Donda too. Fucking... He said we was running out the building. Now we're running in the building burning. Yeah. I don't know what he mean by that, but. And the thing that confused me, I don't know if it confused y'all, but like for a moment there, it looked like Chike and Cootie might have not totally been on the same page with kanye with the release of this thing because like he was making demands on his instagram account about wanting to be uh be there for the final edit he wanted to have say in the final edit and then like supposedly he also dropped name dropped drake and said that he wanted drake to to dot to uh narrate the documentary i don't know if y'all caught that i, I, I like that. i saw that. I, I didn't see that but i i feel like well, who do you it would have made no is, sense it would have made no sense felt. for drake Right, it feels yeah. right that it's Cootie. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's... Drake himself was like, "Nah, I can't do that." If he, if if, right. if that's like the case, I, that's honorable. But like um, hearing him tell the story as it happened in front of him is like. It's funny that you brought it up though, because I, I did like think that. about that, like how he had he wanted the final edits, not the narration shit, the edit shit. I was like, well, safe to say, I guess they worked on the final edit with him, you know, because it's out. Maybe or maybe, maybe that was a way to stir something up to know yeah. like oh it's coming out soon okay. Typically speaking, when it comes to documentaries, like you don't necessarily want to have the subject be that involved in the creative process because then they may kind of influence things and 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 change the direction of something that you have in terms of footage. Like they may slant it in a way to make themselves look better as opposed to it. This is it, and this is what it is. And let it speak for itself. And I got the sense by watching it, and it's one of the things that I liked about the documentary, is that it's not a typical documentary where there's necessarily a slant to it or there's some objective to it. Like, it's not people sitting in front of a camera and them retelling stories about Kanye. It's actually Kanye telling his story himself with 
certain people that he meets along the way, some in his inner circle, some famous people that he's meeting them, and you're meeting these famous people along with him. Yeah. You're experiencing all of these things that he's experienced for the first time, like you're there with him. So like Beyonce it's backstage at the Chicago yeah, show. Pharrell meeting Pharrell, Pharrell for the first time. So the it's like I was walking through and Cootie's like, I see you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's basically like you're a fly on the wall as yeah. his career is getting off to this start and is unfolding and it's like a it's basically what amounts more than a documentary it's like a first-hand account you know what i mean like that's what to me separates it in a lot of ways yeah true 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 yep perfectly said <clears throat> facts man yeah, but the Donda, the Donda album now, like the latest thing is like what there, he's not gonna release it to streaming services because he has a beef with Apple. He feels like Apple, Apple supposedly offered him a hundred million dollar contract, I guess, to release exclusive music through them or something to that effect. He turned down the contract because he feels like it's underpaying and undervaluing him, and also he feels like strongly about the fact that artists are not getting paid enough off of streams so he his whole objective now he took this stand that he said is for artists and he's not releasing the album the conventional way to streaming platforms and you can only get the donda 2 album through the stem player which is his own creation and device was basically easy tech right Man. exactly so which is like 200 dollars, by the way because i was gonna buy one this documentary make me want to spend a 200 on it fuck it i want to fuck i agree play with it i agree I ain't even gonna lie yeah yeah i'm not, not gonna me. lie but, uh, <laughs> I, like, I like the documentary but not that much <laughs> i'm gonna have to get donda in march <laughs> but then it came to i came to my senses and like this shit is definitely getting leaked one way or the other so like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? so, and i mean like, someone made a mention too on like twitter or something of how like back when he had the deal with title it was like life of pablo was only supposed to be on title and then it ended up on all streaming platforms anyway so yeah. it's like well he, he actually ended up having a falling out kind of at the time so he fought to get it on the other platforms but it, yeah it was supposed to only be yeah title. so so but to me, recently he came like out. why would someone want to spend a 200 if it's gonna get probably get released in his in his new stream of conscience that he wrote in his caption on instagram he mentioned the deal with apple Ooh, and mentioned how that. mentioned how um they try to come at jay for creating title and being for the artists and all that and like basically bigging up jay and shit so yeah, man, but I don't know. I, I'm interested to hear what Donda 2 sounds like now. Like, I mean, damn, I like, like the snippet. Sh- like, I fucked with the snippet. Yeah, even but he on spoiled it because shit. I'm like, all right, we all anticipate the documentary, and then he goes, nah, it ain't going to be on streaming platforms. Come on, Kanye. Yeah. My guess is that... See, of- what I start this shit with, I said, this, Kanye always got the moments where you want to like him, but you always <laughs> like, damn, Kanye, like... We I think cooler heads will prevail. We gonna run yeah, the numbers I so up. I think, so I think eventually it will appear on streaming platforms at some point, and maybe in the future. And it might, it might only come once there is some type of something in play or some objective that is established, like you know, for him to kind of save face because, like. He's taking a very, very strong stand. So, like, when you're going against Apple, when you're going against these streaming platforms like that. 
Like they don't like somebody who's that powerful and has that big of a voice and is arguably the biggest artist in the world or at least in the conversation for the top three or whatever to say those things because it just it puts the battery in the back of everybody else to be like, you know what? Let's all take a collective stand. Like that's that's terrible for their business model. Like they ain't trying to share a bigger piece of the pie against their own will. So like if he stays true to his word and does this, it's like it puts them in a compromising situation. Again, though, his intent is in the right place, I think. Yes. Which I would agree with artists, that. bigger pieces of the pie. Like, I would agree with that. So that's the, Although, I think this some people, whole thing sums up kind of Kanye. I think you should just put it out on Tidal. I'm a Tidal subscriber. They paid the artist the most out of all the streaming platforms. Right. Put it on Tidal. Don't worry about it. Everybody right. else could catch up later. Yeah, <laughs> says the uh, the title subscriber. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know, like um, what do you, what what do you guys felt about the the song that you did hear that was kind of previewed and what that means for the direction of the album? I fucked with it too, by the way. But like, what did you guys feel like? Because I mean, Future is supposedly the executive producer. Like, I don't know how involved he is or not, but like, it seems kind of interesting. Yeah. I, mean, I said I fucked with it, so go ahead, Aaron. Well, I'm actually trying to um pull it up real quick so you could. Okay, so I just talk bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, I, re- I really fucked with it. Like, nah, nah, but I, I like the vibe of it. Like, I don't know. And it's so different, but, you know, Kanye always got that way. Like, they'll hit you with a different sound you, you feel like you might have never heard before. And then you like, oh, shit, like, nah, I'm kind of vibing to this. So yeah. I mean I'm not gonna lie I put the I put that little one minute snippet on a couple times earlier today like the same way I was going back to the Kodak Black joint all week <laughs> I've been I was doing that with the Kanye snippet What's that? I'm white it's, it's, <laughs> my name Kodak Black but when you see me I'm white Yo. <laughs> I kind of need a little bit of it just a little bit. Okay, that, I I don't know. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. It was a vibe, and I like the fact that he's fucking with the the levels of it. That might not even be how the original sounds because he's the button. I'm sure it'll change. Off. I'm sure it'll fucking change. You know what I'm saying? So, well, that stem. I think he was also demoing the stem player what it could do. So like yeah, so. when he was dropping out the beat and like the and vocals, the stutters, and, yeah, and that's that. not how it's intended to be heard. Probably. Yeah, it was fire you know, though. It sounded it fire though. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. Sound, I'm not gonna lie. It sounds like Drake wrote that. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't get that. I, I that thought never came to my mind. You are gonna have to listen to the cadence again. Okay. It sounds a little like a Drake Drake flow. I don't know, but hey, they collabed on it. You know him and him and him and him and Drizzy at peace. That's what he said on the City of Gods. You know. Yeah. It's a good yeah. thing. Speaking of that. Moving on a little bit, but still within the realm of Kanye and good music, Pusha T recently got interviewed on Complex and was asked about Drake and Kanye piecing it up. Did you see his response? There will be no Drake Pusha T uh, reunions <laughs> or peace talks in the, the near future. The beginning. Right. What well, actually, um, his response was. The question was, did Kanye have a conversation with you about that? 
He said, yeah, we definitely had a conversation about that. He was like, so were you, so you were able to like approve of them chop, um, piecing it up. He was like, I don't got to approve nothing, but there was a conversation. And, and the way I felt was that that should be good for you. That should be good for you. Yeah. They're like, and so speedy Mormon, um, he actually, he's actually from Queens. Shout out to Queens. My uncle actually cuts his hair, which is crazy. But, um, he was like, so there won't be no like Pusha T, Kanye, um, um, Drake. Pusha T and Drake piece up. And he was like, that's good for him and what he wants to do. That doesn't have to. We we passed it. He's like, you guys ain't. He's like, what, what do you mean? He was like, so you could get you guys aren't past that. He was like, oh, we passed that. But like basically, like you know, he was still in his bag. I was like, I mean, Yo, I mean nah, you could. It's you only it's only understanding. someone this. Detach. You don't. Yeah. It don't got to be a thing. Yeah. But also, peace. you didn't mention the fact that the way the Drake uh, conversation kind of came up is because Drake put a line as a caption on Instagram from the song "Cot Damn," which is a Clips record. Oh yeah. And there's a line that he put on there on Instagram, and I think it was a photo of Drake's son. So it's a photo of Drake's son, and then the caption is a Pusha T line. So they asked Pusha T what he felt about that, and basically kind of, like, he was kind of talking around it somewhat, but he was like, yo, like, um, yeah, I wouldn't put my son in that position if if it were me, like, necessarily, but, like, you know, like, I really didn't feel anything about it. I didn't think anything about it in terms of him, you know, using that as a caption. So, like, you could tell, like, it's still one of those things where it's like, they're both dug in and yeah. you know like he doesn't feel like it's necessary to kind of have a relationship with drake like he's yeah. good on that i appreciate the fact that um speedy asks these questions though because i feel like not a lot of people would actually especially someone like him he's not really a household name he's not a charlemagne the god so it's kind of risky trying to poke around those questions with with a with a pr- person or artist of the caliber of pusher you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know how he's going to react to that. So I appreciate the fact that he did it. And know? props to Pusher for keeping it a buck. Like, he and, didn't talk around it. He was like, yo, yeah. like, this is what it is. Like, that's good yeah, for he's him. A real one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Facts. He also spoke on the contract thing that he posted the contract Um, that basically Kanye gave him the ownership to all his masters, which is a honorable thing, you know? And um, Kanye yeah. ain't really taking it right back, though. But also... <laughs> <laughs> ownership to all his masters but i think he said he also is giving him like back pay or something to that of his whole catalog of yeah. his whole catalog yeah yeah and stuff which so is like, fire yeah that's, which is yeah which is crazy and i'm unheard sure, of in the music industry i'm pretty sure big sean is uh like yeah when am i next <laughs> big sean's next they they pieced it up they pieced it up too they were together in new york and shit for the down to two listening session and all that. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's yeah, cool. they were together. They were uh, uh pictures came out with Sean, French Montana, Ye- uh Yeezy, Kanye, you know, and um yeah. I think it was actually around the time Two Chains album came out. Cause I think it was a listening session for that, and then it turned into a Don the Two listening session or some shit they were reporting. Okay. But um, yeah, so I mean Sean's gonna get his money. That's speaking that's, of that's good shit. Speaking of Pusha, though, like, what's your thoughts on the Diet Coke 
song that you know co-produced by Kanye, produced by Eighty Eight Keys. Like, Another person who's in the documentary and was there since day one. Yes. Yeah, he was in it. Yep. I remember yep. thinking yeah, that yeah. when I saw him. Yep. Yeah. I thought it was a, I thought it was a fire track. <sighs> we didn't talk about this, right? We didn't get to no, no. no. We briefly no. talked about it. Briefly, yeah. Off air. Was it eighteen year old track, right? Like uh eighty eight keys revealed that the song he had the song for eighteen years. Yep. Yeah. Which Crazy. is wild. And it was an interlude. It wasn't even like meant to be an actual like full fledged record from what I understand. Fucking push a spaz on that fucking record. Yeah. That's like that's Missy what was my I only misdemeanor. About- <laughs> Hard. Yo, that's one thing I could say I appreciate about Pusha T all the time. Like I've been a fan of him since Clips Days as well. You know what I'm saying? And um, he always comes with some type of record that gives you the mean face and the head bop and the oh my, it's, it just feels so hip hop. You know? I'm gonna keep it a buck. It never like- gets old. I could hear him rap. Forever, like it don't matter. Like, uh, I'm gonna keep it a buck. When Pusha T releases a new record, like it don't make you like be like. Oh, I want to do a new record. I want to do Cocaine Snow Angels. Like honestly, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to do. Dude. Like I just want to like weigh shit on scales. Like negative. Nah, nah, he's nah. Eric bleeds hip hop. He loves the shit. I that love. Pusha I T love Pusha T. Like he's one of my favorite MCs of all time. So like he's, for he's me, he's an art, artist. Me and Eric um, connected on when we first met back yeah. in the days and shit early on. That for sure. Like even um, you didn't know how much of the clips music I listened to, but I know around the time we met was when he had like the um, what the fuck is that shit that he put out as a mixtape? Fear God, the Fear God shit. Okay. And, and me and you connected over that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that. true. Like, you know what I'm saying? Is this the Fear of God mix? Uh, the first the, one. The, okay, the okay, first, okay. The mixtape. Then he dropped the album mixtape. Then he dropped the album mixtape. When he signed with Def Jam. So he had the um, he had that Hip Boy joint. Um, oh, my God. Was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> but even before that, the shit he had with Knotts. Anything that Knotts produced on that project was, like, ridiculous. Um, but yeah, this this new shit definitely makes you want to fucking bag up drugs, <laughs> become a right. fucking. You just get in your zone, like I'm not wanna... even. I'm just I'm just bagging like mini carrots for my kids' lunch, and yeah, I'm feeling yeah. like I'm, I'm a I'm a boss. Kids lunch too. <laughs> Yo, no, all of a sudden those sandwich bags, those Ziploc yeah, bags, look mad look, dangerous. Missy was the only. <laughs> Throwing celery in there, broccoli. <laughs> <Word>. <laughs> you putting those uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in there? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking spreading the jelly. Definitely, definitely fire track. Um, and then also, so like the Pusher album, highly anticipated. Suppo- I, I read today on Twitter. I think it was um, was it Andrew yes. Barber? Yes, yes. Think so. he, uh fake shore drive uh he said that uh push said that his album is going to be produced entirely by kanye and the neptunes yep. which is music to my yeah, ears that'd be crazy yeah no it, it's, happening. it's okay. happening yeah and it's crazy if you think about it we always said this pusha went from getting 
production by the Neptunes as a member of the Clips to okay. then transition it into a solo career where he is getting produced by Kanye West. Like, how many people could say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How do you... Exactly. Like, that was legendary. The, the real ones knew off-rip once Kanye started fucking with Like, yo, he came from around the Neptunes to fucking Kanye. Real ones knew that was, like, legendary. But still to this day, that remains the core of all his music. Kanye and fucking Pharrell. Like, that's crazy. Not not No one else could really say that. Not that I, I'm aware of. Not, no one I could think of at the moment. Like, yeah. I mean, I think I think it also speaks to like how how much producers like Kanye and Pharrell kind of have respect for Pusha's pen because both of them have made music with huge pop stars and have had massive crossover hits. But the Neptunes always look at a clip. Eclipse project as like a passion project like they know they're not going to sell millions of albums on it it's very niche in many ways but it's an important niche that they have to get their shit off on those projects like it's like a vessel that they use to kind of get their extra hip-hop shit street shit off where they won't be able to do that when they're producing records for Britney Spears and Madonna and doing records with Daft Punk and whatever the hell who's yeah. the big pop artist at the time and i think kanye also kind of like kanye said himself right in the drink champs interview that like everybody thought that i was like on some back rap uh backpacker Backpack. type shit and some underground thing but like the niggas i really uh the people that i really fuck with <laughs> just leave it in there the people that i really fuck with are um are like the street dudes like that's the music that gets me like whatever it's not the backpack shit like i love it but like like the the street dudes are the ones that kind of get me like motivated and stuff like that's my inspiration yeah you know so like it's interesting and now that you brought up kind of the kind of just real briefly talib Kweli was part of that fucking documentary too and it was like i was automatically thinking about the drink champ shit where it's like that was another moment where he tried to attack Quali because he felt Quali didn't agree with his his how he sees things or whatever, whether it be political, his political views or whatever. But yeah, man, crazy. Um, yeah, fucking Diet Coke's fire. Donda Two's coming. Uh, can't wait for fa- part two. Of- got the Fabio record on with uh, Alicia Keys that's taking off right now. That's that's another one, which is a is another great fucking song that recently came out with Kanye attached to it. Kanye's actually executive producing Fabio's album. It's called Bible. So that's fire. I don't know what the acronym stand for, but regardless, that's that's a dope title. And it's um, a huge look for New York too. I forgot what it was. I knew it. I think. And that's a huge look for New York. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But Kanye always had love for New York, man. He always he always kind of put his hands around whatever the new like street rapper is from new york coming up sometimes you know well i mean new york new yorkers are the ones that gave him the platform to record his first album they signed him to rockefeller and also he he made his biggest mark with new york rappers early he on literally came to new york to change his life so yeah it's great uh right. basic instructions before leaving earth is bible the acronym Basic uh, that's that's a fire ass acronym. 
That's fire. That's what, is that what Fabio's acronyms are? That's what I'm seeing on Google. I mean, the Bible itself isn't an acronym for that. I mean, I you think. never know. The the churches might be using that acronym <laughs> <No>. too. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, maybe but, a uh, cult, not a church. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they called the woo. <laughs> the woo. <laughs> nah, yeah. but yeah, man, that was. I, I think that was dope enough content for the week. Um, you know, whatever we couldn't talk about, we definitely gonna get to. Whether it's sports, whether it's more music, whether it's another documentary, because if it's worth talking about it, we talking about it. We talk about whatever the fuck we want. Um, and pretty much, you know, today was dedicated to to some things that that it, like instantly, like we felt like, yo, this shit is classic. So we we fucking was talking about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you yeah. don't know, you know, that's the genius documentary. Go watch you Genius know. if you haven't. I'm just tight. He took the title of your future documentary working genius, you know, but got way more. Spell names in the bag. Spell what phonetically though, right? Is that the correct word? Like when you when you phonetically, uh, yeah, yeah. His yeah, is yeah. phonetically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is dope as well. Super dope. Yes. But yeah, man. So on another note, we'll see you next week. You can follow me at Faking No Moves. My handles is right there on the screen. You see that Twitter, Instagram at Faking No Moves. It's the No Politics Network. And you can follow me at Eric BMYC, Twitter, Instagram. Look at your screen. You gonna see. You gonna see where to follow. <laughs> yes. <Fact. laughs> Peace.